Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Hey, guys. Adam's not too happy today. How could I be, Yusuf? <laughs> okay, we got a 1-1 draw uh-huh. against Athletic Bilbao away at San Mamez. Mm-hmm. Listen, the result overall is not bad considering how that performance went. You know, we wish Depay would have put away that second goal, uh, even though he had, of course, sure. the wonderful first goal. But that first 45 minutes was really bad. Overall, I'm not sure if we can be upset with the result, but the performance certainly left a lot to be desired. But let's get into the lineup use, because today we're going to talk about the lineup, how the game went, and then what that's going to mean for our future games. And as always, please hit that subscribe button, like, let us know your thoughts of the game, the lineup in general. We'd love to hear your feedback. So in the lineup for this game, Komen went with the exact same lineup as last game, right? He went with Neto. Jordi Alba, Piquet, Garcia, Dest is the back line, then Pedri, Busquets, Frankie de Jong, and then Griezmann, Depay, and Braithwaite up front, which I thought made sense because if you think about the first game of the La Liga season against Real Sociedad, that game went pretty well for the first 65, 70 minutes with the starters in place, and it really only seemed like things got kind of nervy when we replaced a lot of the starters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Lenglet, Piquet, etc. cetera. Uh, that's when things got nervy, so I thought, hey, if we're going to go for another game and that first lineup did really well against La Real, this is a good time to keep it same and keep going, right? What did you think when you saw the lineup use? Overall, like you're saying, having our previous lineup do such a good job against La Real, I wasn't too shaken up about that. But I know in the past we've talked about Athletic Bibao, uh having Inaki Williams, who is very fast on the ball. <laughs> and the one thing is we need someone strong and powerful enough to you know snuff the ball out when he's moving forward. And I yeah. don't think Eric Garcia was necessarily that person as we saw today. That's kind of backtracking my thought, right? Um, yeah, at the time, yeah. we might have thought it was a decent choice. Sure. But you're right. I think Inaki Williams always causes a lot of issues. I think we remember last season he scored in like the second minute. It seems mm-hmm. like our team in general does not do well against teams that counter-attack uh, very quickly. And he is one of those people. Which... In some way, I can understand, okay, if our team's normally not that good against counterattacks, maybe Eric Garcia, who hasn't had a lot of time on our team, might have you know some aspects in training yeah. that people think he's good at. But like you're saying, as the game went in, uh, it looked like Eric Garcia was just getting bodied the whole time by Inaki Williams and eventually came up with that red card, right? Sure. The other thing I was going to say is that the start of Pedri kind of interests me because Pedri, uh, the rumors were, and I guess the news officially is that he's getting a two-week break now. Yes. And I thought it was a bit peculiar that we decided to start him this game if he's about to go on a two-week break. I felt like we might might have been, you know, might have been advantageous for us to just start the break now. But granted, looking at that, the lineup, we were pretty happy, right? And then we get into that first half of the game. And they were just giving it to us. Even though we had more possession after that first half ended, it was mostly because we were playing, paying, playing out the back a lot. But, man, Athletic Bilbao was really giving it to us. And Ooh. Neto had some awful oh, passes. Yeah. right? And Eric Garcia, too, just seemed not, not there. It seemed like every time he was just you know a little bit too late. He was just not reading everything well. And I, yeah, 100%. I think the problem we had was... <clears throat> a lack of communication, a lack of ball movement. A lot of times in that first half, I saw uh, we had to kick the ball out. We gave them, I think, 11-plus uh, corners that yeah. game. That's ridiculous, right? We should not be allowing them to press us so hard, not let us get the ball out the back. Um, I think Garcia was having a hard time with that. I think Araujo might have had a better uh, hold. Maybe he doesn't give the ball out from the back as great. Well, but and you're right, too, because mm-hmm. when Araujo comes in in the second half... Much better. I thought he did really well, yeah. right? Uh, he, of course, had to come in because PK got hurt. Mm-hmm. It actually was the first half when Araujo came in. So, you know, Araujo did offer some... I thought b- better defensive rate, and sure. he also almost had a wonderful bicycle kick goal in that first half. Sure. Uh, but, you know, 
we get into the second half, right? We give up a goal in the 50th minute to Martinez off of a corner kick. We all saw it coming. And then slowly but surely, Barca started to kind of turn the tides, I felt sure. like, once we let up that goal. And I really think the star of this game has to be Frankie De Jong. He just Wonderful seemed to be everywhere. Defensively, yeah. right, he had a, a nice slide tackle to save a possible goal opportunity. Offensively, he was connecting well. It just seemed overall he had things going. And then, you know, in the 75th minute, you have Busquets steal the ball, basically, get it to Frankie, who gives it to Sergio Berto. Sergio Berto, <laughs> who we, who we were been criticizing a lot, mm-hmm. was able to give a nice little loop pass to Depay, and Depay is just able to rocket it home, right? And that is a wonderful performance by him, right? The tap, Depay? Yeah, Depay. Uh, great control over the ball. Ball's bouncing everywhere, still able to keep it down, and then just a screamer yep. in a terrible uh, angle, right? And he's, the goalie can't stop it. He Maybe if he was in a slightly better position. It is a young goalie on uh, Athletic Bilbao, but... Um, well, Depay, it's what we keep saying is that he just has that it factor. Yeah, you right? love saying as that. As much but as we I don't lost disagree. Messi, uh-huh. I mean, it, it, he reminds me a lot of like Messi or, or Neymar. He just, mm-hmm. of course, not as good as those two players. But Depay just always seems to be able to create magical moments uh, on the pitch, right? There was that time in the first half where he was able to nutmeg someone down by the sideline and able to cut it across goal and Braithwaite should have put it in. Ugh, that right. Was- and yeah. so, you know, in the around the 85th minute, Depay had a chance to go one-on-one with the goalie. Unfortunately, just kicked it wide, didn't go in the net, and the game drew 1-1, right? And so as we look at the performances of the players, I think, of course, Depay is going to be the guy that we're pretty happy with for scoring sure. that goal. Frankie DeJong as well seems like the man of the match on our team. Let's talk about the bads, because there were a lot of players who I thought left a lot to be desired, right? The first one is Serginho Dest. I thought he just... Asleep for most of the game. Exactly, right? He just did not offer a lot offensively. Defensively, it was an average performance. I really want to see more out of him. And the worst part about Dest not performing that well is we had this genius thought this summer, right? Which is like, hey, now we have Emerson who can give some (laughs) battles to Dest to try and battle. Emerson as well has not looked that impressive so far. I mean, they did sub him into the game a little late, or I think around the 80th minute. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you're thinking, hey, Komen, Des is not providing much to the team right now. Uh, he's not providing width. He's not providing anything else. Why are we not subbing him out earlier? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we're having like... <sighs> We're having uh, trouble from Griezmann. We're having trouble from Braithwaite not touching the ball sure. often enough in the first half, in the second half rolling over. So like, Well, you're right. I yeah. mean, the right back was obviously not a great position, but Antoine Griezmann, way more absent from this game than even against La, La Real when he was also pretty absent, right? Sure. Antoine Griezmann, I, I watched, we watched that whole game. I wasn't sure if he was really playing. Because there were not that many times he provided any sort of mm-hmm. offensive help. Again, Griezmann had some good defensive work and, and, and stole some balls that you know helped us get out on a counterattack. But overall, that's not what we need. We but need Antoine Griezmann to be putting balls in the back of the 100%. net. 100%. Why did we look so asleep, though? Why was it so hard? It, it seemed like we were very tired in that game. And I'm not sure what 100% what we could have done to change that. I think Komen could have made a couple subs a little bit earlier, liven up the team. He did put on Yusuf Demir. I don't think that was um, super beneficial in any way. Well, uh, I, my opinion is... But Braithwaite wasn't doing much. Braithwaite was not doing much, yeah. and he missed the golden uh, opportunity, yeah. right? Braithwaite had a chance in that first half to put us up 1-0, just mm-hmm. clearly missed it. I think what happened here really is what we're going to see and, and what's going to be hard in this post-Messi era is that our team has no confidence on defense. Right, we've had defensive issues for the mm-hmm. last two or three seasons, and in this game, uh, Athletic Bilbao came out and punched us right in the mouth. Right in that first five to ten minutes, they were all over us. Sure. We couldn't get the ball out of our half, 
And so I think what happens here is that the team starts to lose confidence. They're worried. It feels like there's this like um, certainty building, yeah. yeah, and pressure building that a goal is going to come. And that's mm -hmm. when kind of everyone just kind of loses their mind. At least in the past, we had Messi where you always felt like, okay, let's get the ball to Messi and he's going to create some magic. Sure. Or you had Messi talking to his teammates, telling them to calm down. Or you had PK who left early in the game being there to tell everyone, hey, just take a deep breath. And I think without that leadership, without PK, of course, without Messi, Busquets has a hard time in these games when we're on the back foot, right? Sidlow, after that game on ESPN, did a great talk about how like Busquets is really, really good for us at, at this age and at this time when we're on the front foot trying to get the ball forward. But when we're stuck back in our own half, it just doesn't feel like he has the full confidence and speed that we need to sure. stop uh, attacks. And to your point on Messi, right? In the past, we would have Messi sort of drop back in that midfield and be able to create. Now it looks like there's a little bit of a void there. We're having trouble moving the ball from that midfield. Um, I'm not sure 100% where we want to transition the ball. Who's who's uh, facilitating that midfield, mm -hmm. right? Frankie De Jong was taking that spot and doing a pretty good job, but he couldn't do it the whole game. Well, and he, he had to be on defense no, and 100%, offense, right? Yeah. And Pedri... Yeah. You know, didn't play a full game. I think he only played about 60 minutes. And he had some good moments where he was sure. getting the ball out quick. But I still feel like Pedri on offense on our team doesn't exactly always... I don't know. Something about his connection with the teammates and about his ability to like dominate a game is just not there yet. He's really young. So I think you know yeah. part of what we're seeing is a lot of youth on this team. And as well, we're seeing a lot of people who need to kind of learn how they're going to fit into this post-Messi world. But overall, the performance just wasn't good enough, right? And then that leaves us to... Probably the worst performer of the game. I feel bad for the guy, but Eric Garcia just yeah. had a real stink fest <laughs> use, including a red card in the 93rd minute uh, on just a, a pretty bad. I mean, he got he got left out to dry and he had to make a yeah. foul. Thankfully, they didn't score on the free it kick. It was a but good foul. It was, but yeah. overall, the whole game was bad. I think, though, he's dealing with Inaki Williams' speed demon, right? And it's very hard to control that player. I don't blame him in that sense, necessarily. I kind of mm -hmm. blame uh, Komen for not making a better adjustment seeing Garcia struggling. You see your player struggling on defense. He can't box him out. He can't catch up with him. What are you going to do about it? The, the player's not going to magically gain the speed to take down Inyaki Williams. So you got to change something up. Maybe Langlet was the choice. I'm not 100% sure, but whatever. Let's move forward. This game was a draw. We dropped two points. We're still yep. up there. Uh, we have ton more games coming up. We have Getafe next well, week. We have next Getafe week. next, yeah. right? And it should be interesting because Getafe play Sevilla on Monday. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get a little peek into how this Getafe team is doing. I think so far Getafe have lost a game. So it doesn't mm -hmm. look like they have, you know, a ton of pressure. But they, I think they only lost the game 1-0 last week. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure what the team needs to do to change. Without Pedri, I am worried that we're going to have a little bit of a vacuum offensively. Sure. Um, so what do you think we need to do in the coming week to get ready for Getafe and to kind of right the ship? Because here's my fear, use is that these two Madrid teams, Real Madrid and Atletico, I don't think are going to be dropping a lot of points. They look pretty good that first week of the season. Sure. So how do you think we get the ship back on course? I think we need a good connection in our midfield. Uh, with the loss of Pedri, like you're saying, we're going to have that uh, facilitation that needs to be oriented to a forward-moving team. We are missing that, as we saw in today's game. It was hard to get the ball to Depay, to Griezmann up in the front, and even Braithwaite at that time. So I think that's going to be the most important aspect. Well, but who's going to do it if who's Pedri's gone? It, yeah. even, if, even with Pedri, who we love and is really good, yeah. we couldn't do it. So what sub do you think is going to take that role and is going to be able to accomplish it? Because I have a feeling, use uh -huh. based off the first two games, right, who do we constantly see being a sub in Coleman's team? Sergio Roberto. <laughs> and I don't know if Sergio Roberto sure. can do it. I would say put in Pooch and have Busquets and FDJ do the facilitating, right? Uh, 
Pooch is good at forward thinking, but he's not necessarily a facilitator overall. He's great on turns and being a little um, fancy footwork mm-hmm. sometimes, but I think that FDJ needs to step up because Boosie looks like he's having a hard time moving the ball sometimes, and uh, he's getting older, right? It's harder for him to facilitate more. Frankie looked wonderful today on and off the ball. Um, that would be my take on that. Um, any last? No, just thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to be doing some more videos this week, so please, as always, like, comment, subscribe. We will see you guys next week. I know it's a little bit rough. Let's hope Real Madrid and Atletico drop points. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.